This is Psalms to God, Season 3, Episode 9, How the Real Church Looks. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Acts chapter 2, verse 42, New American Standard Bible. Welcome back to the Psalms to God podcast. I am glad you're here. When I did the break, I said I wanted to come back with something a little bit more positive, a little less doom and gloom, a little less church hurt e. Um, and as promised, I finally have that episode for you guys. I've been planning this episode for a while, but I was trying to get some of my friends to uh, participate so that I could let you hear things from their point of view as well um, and then you know life's just been crazy for me and pretty much all of my friend groups so um, eventually I was just like we're gonna do it with what we've got and this is what it's gonna be so today I want to talk about some of the more positive aspects that I've experienced from my church from my church family um, what real church is, what it looks like, what it feels like, and hopefully inspire you to go out and create those kinds of communities within your church family. Um, and just to kind of talk about how these things affect us. Um, so first and foremost, I want to say that the beginning of my Christian journey started literally with a Christian family. And when I say that, I mean, Everyone who went to the church that I grew up in is related, except for like one family. We're all related. So when you said church family, family, it's all the same thing. Like we're literally walking out of the church and into the same houses. We lived across the street from each other. Um, so it really did operate like a family for better or for worse. Um, and you know, there are always things that you know, you can criticize about this or about that. There's always negatives in every situation. But I can say that I think some of what kept me in the church, some of what helped me to become a strong Christian and to stay in the faith is that I did have a core group of peers and friends that were like family, or in that case, actually were family that kept us together. So in high school, um, some of my closest friends were also people that I went to church with. They were also, like I said, my actual family members. Um, but we also used to do things at school. We had this thing called Gap for Step, which stood for God Answers Prayers for students that enjoy praying. Um, it's a mouthful. But it was before school started, so we just went to a room and we would pray together. Uh, there was no stepping involved. It wasn't a step team. It just sounded nice. <laughs> I think some of them might have formed a step team. Hmm. Memory's getting bad. But 
you know, it was very, it was just something great to see people come together. Um, my older cousin started a ministry for young people, a teen ministry, where we would actually do Bible studies on Wednesday nights. And so, you know, we would tag along with our parents to a prayer meeting, or in my case, I would just walk across the street. And we would go and do these Bible studies together. And these were the same people I rode the bus with. These were the same people that I had classes with. Some of them I was in band with. Um, you know, my best friend was there. All of my friends were there, so it's like, why wouldn't I be there too? And that's kind of how my younger years were. When I got into college, um, I guess it was similar. It was a little different. Um, I ended up in my sorority and my sorority sister, my profite, she was also a Christian, also devout. We went to church together. Um, we went to Bible studies together. So that kind of relationship was still there, though not maybe not as strong. Um, also, it's the South. So basically, everybody says they're a Christian, but it in both of these cases, it was still like um, baby Christian steps. Um, I don't know how else to put it. it. It was, we are all Christians. We are doing things that you would expect Christians to do, but we weren't necessarily having like really deep roots in Christianity. Like, yeah, we had Bible studies. Sometimes the conversations were, um, you know, going a little bit in, but it wasn't like, super challenging um, and they were still being guided by like adults it wasn't really like we we're doing our own Bible studies even the gap for step we had like a, a teacher that was an advisor so it wasn't like we were just coming together and praying on our own there was still like an adult that was leading the situation it was after college that I ended up taking like a six-year break from the people aspect of church and Christianity. Um, I was still pursuing my relationship with God, but I was figuring things out for myself. This is around the time that I was changing my dietary um, habits. I was studying the Sabbath. I was questioning the things that are being taught in churches that are not, I don't say they're false, but they're not true, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of tradition in churches. There's a lot of things that people assume. There are a lot of things that people are teaching that are just outright false. And during this time, I was kind of digging into that, figuring out what I believed, what I didn't believe, what type of church I was looking for. This is when I also started to reevaluate my definition of church to clarify that it's not the building, it's the people, it's the community. Um, and about four years ago, when I graduated from grad school, I moved to a new town, did not know a single person there, and was like, okay, I need to make friends. I need to get involved in the community. I need to start building a life here. What does that look like? And for the first time in all of the moves that I had done before, instead of just leaning on Greek life and going and finding the sorors, I went out to find people who believed similar things as I did in terms of spirituality and God and I went to look for Christian friends that would help me grow in Christ but that could also be my friends and that was a prayer that I said in 
early July of 2017. I literally prayed and was like, Lord, I want friends that are going to keep the Sabbath, that are going to understand why we can't go to the movies on Friday night, um, that are going to do Bible studies, that are going to be searching the word and, and trying to become closer to you, but are also cool people. Like we can have fun, we can play spades, you know, like all those cool things too. I was like, I'm looking for friends. And about a week after I said this prayer, I went to visit the church that I used to attend in South Florida. And uh, I went in and like most church experiences, I sat around in the back and I looked around and I was like, I don't know these people and people kind of look at you and you know, some people waved, but you know, church is one of the most alienating places to go. Like is, is if you have anxiety issues, church is definitely not the place that you feel comfortable, right? Like it's it high in inducing anxiety. So I went and I, I didn't really expect to meet anybody. First of all, we all know that millennials and young adults are rare in the church. So I didn't expect to find a massive group of people my age that were even there. And number two, most of the time people go in, they walk out, they don't really socialize in church, which is Again, this is church with a little c, not church with a capital C. That's not how the Acts Church formed. That's not what God wanted for us, but I digress. That's typically what happens. So I didn't expect much. I just expected if I kept going long enough, maybe in a couple of months, I might meet one person that I could hang out with. That was my expectation. After the service ended, I was like, okay, I guess I'll go to like a Sabbath school class. Because really, if you're ever going to talk to anybody, it's probably going to be in the Sabbath school class because you don't get to talk during service. Again, not how God intended things to be, but we're not going to go off on that tangent. So I'm wandering around in the church foyer, like, I don't know where I'm going. Um, one of the older ladies stopped me and was like, hey, you know, you good, you lost, you looking for somebody. And I told her I was looking for the Sabbath school class for people my age and she pointed me to a room and when I walked in that room everything changed. I walked in and there were probably like 20, probably about 20 people my age having Sabbath school and there was food. There was always food. It was one of the foundations I would later learn of this ministry but I went in and it was what they would have called potluck Sabbath. I knew nothing about this, um, but they had the Bible study and they invited everybody to this potluck and everybody was like, yeah, 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 cool. It was like super normal. And I was just like, ah, I don't really know because I don't know you guys and you guys could all be crazy. Like, I don't know how I feel about going to some person I don't know's house. I, I've always been a little suspicious of eating other people's food. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But I gave um, the girl who was leading everything out, I gave her my phone number, told her to contact me and send the address. And I told her I would pray about it and see. So I went home. She sent me the address. She said she hoped I came. I prayed about it. And the Holy Spirit said, go. So I went. I went to this potluck and there were even more people at the potluck than were actually at the Sabbath school at the service. And I started meeting people, we were talking, everybody was really nice, it was, it was a really good experience. Um, again, like I said, I still didn't expect to come out of this with like besties or whatever. 
So during the potluck, sometime near the end, um, I ended up standing where I, like, I was behind another group that was talking. And they were arguing about what movie they were going to go see that night. There was a girl in the group who wanted to go see Girls Trip and a bunch of guys who definitely did not want to see Girls Trip. So one of the guys randomly taps me on the shoulder and he's like, hey, you're a girl. You go see Girls Trip with her. And like, we, I mean, obviously I didn't know any of these people. This is my first time even coming to this church or seeing anybody. I'd only been in the city for like a week, maybe less than that. So I'm like, ah, uh, I mean, I guess I could go. I, I don't have anything else to do really. And she was like, I, you know, and she was like really excited. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll go with you. Like, I get why they don't want to go. And she looked really excited to go see the movie. So I agreed. We exchanged numbers. And when Sabbath was over, we made plans to meet up at the movie theater to go see Girls Trip. We did not go see Girls Trip because the guys decided they did want to go to the movies. So a whole group of us ended up at the movies. Another girl, um, three or four of the guys, plus the girl that wanted originally wanted to see Girls Trip. And we ended up seeing Planet of the Apes. Which, it really doesn't matter what we went to see. But my whole point is, we all ended up at this movie theater. So I woke up that morning having prayed, you know, only like a week prior for godly friends who were on the same page as me. And here I went to this church service expecting the bare minimum. Not even expecting to see another person my age. And now here it is less than 12 hours later and we're at the movie theater watching a movie, getting food, talking, hanging out, um, you know, making sure everybody gets to their car safely, making sure everybody texts everybody when they get home. And that was the beginning of my experience with merged young adult life ministry. Um, I kept showing up to their events. I kept talking to people. I made friends with people. The girl who actually wanted to go see that movie, I'm still friends with her. I talked to her literally like two days ago, even though I'm now in Texas, we will probably be friends forever. Um, but it was just, it was such an amazing thing to start doing. And about a month and a half in, the there was a couple that was part of the leadership team that kept everything running. They ended up moving and they called a bunch of us together. They said they sat down, they prayed about it. And they brought about seven or eight of us to a, a luncheon together and were like, are you guys willing to keep this ministry going? And most of us were very, very like, um, I just showed up. Many of us were not members of that church. At the time, I wasn't even baptized. Um, some people were not of that denomination. I was not of that denomination. We were all just people searching for kind of that same type of a thing, but we all agreed. We were like, yeah, sure. I mean, we'll help out. We had one person that was actually a member of the church and was going to be the person that dealt with like the politics and talked to the people. We were like, yeah, we don't, don't put our name on anything because we don't really go here. We just go here. You know, it was one of those situations. Um, but that started, I guess, what most people would call a small group. And we became really close. 
it became the complete norm for us to go to church, go to Sabbath school, and then show up at each other's house. We would eat, we'd hang out, we would meet each other for dinner, we would start doing social events together, and then we decided to start a group chat for the entire group. And at this time, most of us did not know each other well, but we wanted to start facilitating ways for people to get to know each other. And that group chat eventually turned into two group chats, one for discussing things and one for planning events. And we started letting people do impromptu things like, hey, I want to go to the movies. Everybody pops up. We went skating together. Um, we would we did community service things together, just like all kinds of events. And then we started getting like staple events, things that we always did. So the potluck was something we always did. We did game nights. People loved game nights. Um, and then we started adding in things like a Friday night Bible study. Um, we started trying to do more community service. We started partnering with other ministries to try to do bigger events. We started to try to build a bond with the, the teens and the, the younger young adults. Um, to try to create more of a pipeline and to be more of like a mentoring ministry. We also started trying to create bonds with the ministries of people older than us, right? So men's ministry, women's ministry, so that we could get mentored. Um, things like that. We started having like, we had a professional networking mixer. We had a mental health workshop. We started doing things to uh, just promote growth right we did book clubs um i actually got baptized through that group we were sitting around talking about it we did pur a purpose-driven life as a book club and we decided that at the end it would be great to do like a call for baptism and they were like but what if nobody wants to get baptized and i was like well i mean i've been meaning to get baptized anyway so I'll, at least you'll have me and um we decided we we're gonna go to the ocean we we're gonna have a beach baptism and um that's exactly what happened and it wasn't really until that time period like I knew that something miraculous was happening I knew that these were really great friends and that God had answered my prayers but it wasn't until that baptism that I really realized what it meant that we were doing life together that we had really become a family a community and that's what church is so we did the baptism and we decided that baptism really deserved more attention that it should be more like a celebration so we didn't just go to the beach and have the baptism we brought food we had a picnic we hung out at the beach all day we made it a whole event and again like i said food was one of the core things food and fellowship they go together um, so we brought the Holy Spirit, some food, and some friends. That was the three main things for any event that we did. And we kept that recipe for the baptism. And it was great. My parents came down. Um, you know, we had a good time. And then, you know, after it happened, I was just like, yeah, I got baptized. <laughs> but about maybe like a month later, the church decided to bring me up on stage to say that I got baptized because I didn't actually get baptized in the church so there was like an announcement where they like present people with like the baptismal certificate and all of these things and so they were bringing up other people 
and most of those people their family lived there because they were like kids so they bring them up and their family would go up with them but when they called me there was no one to come up with me because I didn't know about this until like the day before and my parents lived 12 hours away so I walked up alone and when the people from my ministry from my young adult ministry realized that they started coming so they all joined me on the stage and that was like one of the most touching moments I ever experienced as a Christian because I really realized like yeah we are family and I do do life with these people and these are the people that I would call first especially because I didn't have real family in the area I was like these are the people I would call if I went to the hospital if I was scared if, if something was happening and that's exactly what happened in a lot of different situations I had a situation where my car broke down and I put a message in the group chat and like three or four different people showed up to try to help me and the same thing was true people would say stuff and you're like oh I'm coming I'm, I'm coming to help you I'm coming to to be with you or to sit with you you can come to my house and hang out if you need a place to stay or whatever like people were there for each other and it wasn't just that emotional support that social support it's also business support so the earrings that I have on right now they were made by a person who was part of this ministry she started a business for making jewelry um, as 2020 got rough and rougher that's what she decided to do and she makes great jewelry I will link links in the show notes and in the description boxes and everywhere so you can get some great jewelry as well um, but we were supporting each other uh, my my hairdresser don't judge my hair right now if you're watching on YouTube um, because I haven't gone to the hairstylist in like two months and it's been a rough couple of weeks but you can go to my Instagram and see better pictures of my hair where you can see how flawless of a job she did. She got her cosmetology license um, in the first year or so that we were starting this ministry and or I was becoming involved with this ministry and I started going to her to get my hair done and that's one of the ways that we became closer and she did a phenomenal job. Definitely one of the people I'm gonna miss the most now that I'm not in South Florida anymore but like it was just amazing to see how we were coming together to support each other in every aspect of life not just oh this is the person I sit next to on the pew this was about supporting each other in every way possible whether it was oh I'm trying to go to school okay we're trying to support you whether it was man I, you know I haven't been able to work I can't pay my rent all right we, let's let's pass the hat we're, we're, we're we gotta get your rent paid we're gonna we're gonna figure something out between the midst of us we gotta have that money somewhere right and it was even more miraculous when COVID started we made a vow to ourselves and as a ministry that we wanted to be able to help each other that if people were losing their jobs we wanted to make sure that they could keep their homes and things like that and I gotta tell you as Millennials I didn't think that we had any money I mean most of us are up to here in student loan debt we are struggling to find our way we're just starting our careers out um, some of us are you know more successful than others 
but even those who are more successful are still figuring it out. People are trying to plan to buy houses. Some people were in those early stages of getting married and starting families. And so like money is tight. But when we put out that call and said, hey, we want to create a fund to make sure that if people lose their jobs, we can send money. That money came in. I was surprised how much money we were able to bring together as a group just out of the sheer fact that we loved each other and we wanted to see that ministry grow. We wanted to see each other succeed. And we did a lot of great things. And I think, you know, 2020 hit us hard. Um, it feels like we lost a year. We were just starting to pick up steam and to start to do more and more programs and that kind of got cut um, at the legs because we couldn't get out, we couldn't get together and that definitely changed things but we did do a great job of still trying to connect still calling people checking in on people I still saw some of the core people that were showing up we managed to maintain uh, some version of a potluck we started doing like an outdoor picnic instead of sharing food it's BYO everything um, but people would come um, we did some drive-bys to like wave at people we tried to do like an appreciation where we would you know um, let people come pick up a care package to show people that we were still thinking of them and that we're still a family no matter what happens um, but it was a profound experience that started with a tiny prayer and I want that for everybody I really do and I hope I can find that again here in Texas if not at least now that I've seen it I know how to build it um, and maybe that's what my mission will be here in Texas but I wanted to talk to you guys about it because the entire ministry was based off of Acts 2 uh, 42 and off of the first century church that is talked about in the book of Acts and I think it's something that's really beneficial. I think that if people were pursuing Christianity in that type of a fashion, if they were pursuing church in that type of a fashion, it would look a lot different. So I called up a couple of my friends and I had them send me a video of their experience with this ministry. So I'm going to let you hear from them and then we'll conclude the, the episode. Hey everyone, it's Daniela, and I am so excited to be able to talk about a ministry that has been so impactful to me, and that ministry is Emerge. Um, I love the fact that Merge was a collection of, of individuals from different walks of life, and we were able to just come together and celebrate each other and learn from each other, and it was definitely a lifeline for me, and it still is. And one of my favorite merge moments was our trip to Atlanta. Uh, it was really awesome to just be in the house with cool, cool people who love Christ and who know how to have a good time. And that was definitely my, my favorite merge moment as a leader of a young adult group in Miami. Uh, merge was that, that, that oasis for me to just be able to be myself and just to find individuals who, who cared about me and who also uh, made it a positive impact in my life and my lifestyle. So um, big ups to Merge, keep doing what you're doing. Hi, my name is Charmaine and I am a member of Merge and have been a member of Merge for several years now. And what Merge means to me, um, great friendships, fellowshipping, um, 
We do Sabbath school weekly and have Bible studies. And um, pre-COVID, you know, we would do potlucks, have game nights, and, you know, just hang out and get together from time to time. And it really means a lot to me to be able to come together with like-minded individuals, um, similar age range, no one's corny, and, you know, talking about God. So uh, Merge is definitely a movement, and um, I love it. Most persons that get to experience Merge tend to feel the same way. All right, guys. As always, I am so thankful for my friends that were able to help me out with this episode by sharing their experience. I also am happy that you made it this far and that you tuned in. Uh, I hope that you all st stay tuned next week for another episode. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all of those wonderful things. Feel free to message me on any of the social media platforms or to comment on any of my pages. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.